2: it's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
1: Hour number two on a wonderful football Wednesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to welcome in our audience right now watching the show on Stadium. We sincerely appreciate you hanging with us. We're going to keep you wagertained here for the next two hours. It sounds like so slimy, one that comes out of my mouth like that, but it's kind of a good line, right? Keep you wager for the next couple you be wager-tained. hours. Wager Yeah,
2: you like it? No, wager tain the bejesus out of you. Just stay no, tuned. No, it's, it's gonna, gonna be great. out of all yeah. out
1: of all the wager tains that have ever happened in the history of wagertainment, yeah. this will be the most wager of all of them. Uh what I'm trying to say is we're gonna get you set to bet and win this weekend in the National Football League and college football, with great guests that we have coming up over the course of the next two hours on the show. We'll be joined by Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Our friend cousin Sal from The Ringer stops by today. Will Brinson from CBS Sports, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joins us in 20 minutes, Pro Sports better Rob Bazar will be with us here in just a second to kickoff hour number two. We'll also get to all the line moves week nine in the NFL. Injury information starting to come in on a Wednesday. If anything noteworthy obviously crosses the wire, we will bring it to you with all the betting analysis. And in the power hour, final hour of the show, all our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League, the NBA, Game 5 of the World Series, and of course, how could we forget, the AO Technology Championship, a Tiger Woods-designed course at El Cordoral at Diamante in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All our golf bets as well in the final hour of the show. But joining us right now, pro sports Better, our good friend Rob Bazzola to break down week nine in the National Football League. Rob on Twitter, at Rob Bazzola. You got to check out Rob's uh, sports betting content company, The Hammer, on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. A lot of uh, people that work for The Hammer come on our show all the time. So support The Hammer at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. And Rob's sports betting podcast is awesome. It's called Circles Off. Check it out wherever you find your podcasts. My friend, welcome back to to the show, Nick and Ken.
0: Happy week nine. Happy week nine. I, I love the the ad that plays before the show, Nick, where you're like every play in every game impacts you in like some shape or form. And we'll get to this week's games in a second. But we talked about Rams Cowboys last week. It was the first series of the game. All right. It was there was a sack on the first play of the game. Rams got a sack. Tony Pollard run. It's a third and eleven and there is an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty in the secondary from one of the Rams defenders, like, pushing C.D. Lamb off to the next level and automatic first down, and I swear to you guys, if Dallas punted on that first series, the entire game was different. I know it sounds insane to say that because it was 43-20 to blowout, but if Dallas punted on that drive instead of going the entire length of the field and scoring a touchdown, it's a completely different game. So that really hit home with me, and I had to mention that off the top.
2: No, and Rob, you did you did a great job. Like, we liked the Rams in the game. You came on, you'd be like, I've listened to your guys' show, like – like Dallas really and that you know I had a couple other opinions last week that I, th- I think proved pretty prescient so that was a good th- that drive though because like you know I'm, I bet the Rams in the game Nick bet the Rams in the game it's very rare to see touchdown drives where the opposing defense records three sacks on the drive and the offense still scores a, like you just never see that basically so that happens and I'm just like well what's going to happen when they stop sacking him <laughs> like what's how does how are those drives going to go and the answer was like even worse for the Rams defense as Dallas like ran up to score in that game and, and Dak had a ton of touchdowns which was which was not great for me um, um, among the games that you want to talk about, Rob, I'm happy to see this on your list, this Chiefs-Dolphins game. Nick, I kind of cut Nick off in the last segment. He had something he was going to say, we'll do that later in the show. But like huge game, playoff implications, MVP implications, one seed, everything. So naturally the game's in Germany. Chiefs one and a half against Miami. Uh, what are we looking at here?
0: So I don't want to, like, I don't really want to dumb this down. I hate doing stuff like this the Miami money this morning comes like this positive injury report for them in Germany uh, players, potentially back in the secondary Jalen Ramsey, like a, another week healthier. But can you talk about this all the time? You've talked about it when, when you're doing like the playoff previews, like really we're, we're going to get to a Super Bowl where the chiefs are going to be playing anyone on a neutral field. And it's basically like I get to bet Patrick Mahomes against this team and how is that not appealing? Like, how I, last week, flu game, whatever the travel is, you know, a lot of people are putting the stock into the fact that they had to go to Denver in altitude, and now they got to go to Germany, and there's a big travel schedule. It's like, guess what? I could take the best quarterback in the league by a mile at a near pick'em price. I don't care who Miami's getting back. You know, we've seen the Miami steps up in class this year, and it's not apples to apples because, you know, th- this Kansas City defense is a little bit different in how it's constructed. To, to Buffalo and Philadelphia, those teams can generate pressure by rushing four consistently. The Chiefs do blitz a lot more than that. But at the end of the day, I'm just looking at the game. It's not a substantial edge for me by any means, like slight lean to the Chiefs. It's like, I kind of just got to bet Kansas City in this spot because I get Mahomes to win a game. And guess what? I, I think that's a very favorable position to be in in the long run.
1: I, tough to disagree. I'm going to end up with the Chiefs ticket, I think, also, and I'm might bet the under, also, and may God have mercy on my soul if that's going to be the case. Rob, let's move to the, uh, so that's the Sunday morning game in Germany. Let's go to the rest of the Sunday slate. Curious your opinion on the Patriots Commanders game on Sunday in Foxborough with New England in between a three and a three and a half point favorite at our show sponsor BetMGM. The total is 40 and a half and obviously Washington making moves on Tuesday before the deadline. Chase Young goes to the 49ers, Montez Sweat goes to the Chicago Bears, and Ron. Rivera probably out the door after this year, as the new ownership probably looks to install like a new regime and uh, look to rebuild this team. But maybe this has presented a valuable betting opportunity for you, Rob. After all this movement, what do you want to do if anything with the Pats and the Commanders?
0: So first, first thing I want to note is that I like to let you guys know whenever I'm seeing what I call like a split position game or with with people around me. So. I think there's a lot of people in the betting community that are going to have an opinion on this game, and it could be one way or another. It's similar to Vikings-Packers, I would say, last week, which I, I noticed there were a lot of opinions on. A service release early in the week on the Patriots with the potential upside of the commanders trading away players, which they do. Defensive line is in shambles. Washington's in shambles. But I cannot get over what the New England wide receiver wide receiving core is going to look like in this game if De- Devontae Parker misses this game. They put Kendrick Bourne on IR. Devontae Parker had a concussion last week. He's had a history with concussions. I don't think he is going to be forced back into action quickly. It's DeMario Douglas. It's Juju Smith Schuster, who they wanted to trade. It's Jalen Rager, Taquan Thornton. Like, it's a disaster. And now you're asking that team, who's ultra conservative in the first place, to win by four to cover a spread. Like, I get it. Washington is bad. I'm not. I'm not denying that in any way, but this is a lot for New England. And also, like you just break down the splits, Mac Jones this year, he's actually been very good against one type of defense. Has been cover three. He's number five success rate quarterback in the in the league when he faces cover three. Washington plays cover three at the fifth lowest rate in the entire league. They're not going to give him a lot of the looks that he likes, generally speaking. So I just think that this is too much, honestly. Plus three and a half, minus one fifteen. I'm having trouble finding bets this week. But the commanders tick all the boxes for me. Overreaction to the trade deadline. Like that's priced in at this point now. And you can't, you can no longer say, oh, they got rid of their defensive line. Everyone knows that
2: at this point. I just really struggle with the Patriots in these types of spots. Rob, another game where trade deadline might end up being a factor like we we think maybe it's gonna end up being a factor is this vikings falcons game so arthur smith today says heineke's the quarterback it's not ritter the vikings haven't really told you who the starter was they're preparing jaron hall to be the starter guy who came in kind of like relief of kirk cousins after he got hurt didn't really have to do anything didn't do particularly anything but they were also winning in the game and we think maybe it's going to be jaron hall or they trade for josh dobbs and he's going to be the starting quarterback. So we don't know the Vikings starter yet. The market is kind of in like a weird in-between number on this, where I feel like depending on who the starter is, could go one way or the other. So Heineke and and Atlanta, a four and a half point home favorite right now against the Vikings with maybe Jaron Hall or maybe Josh Dobbs. How are we looking to bet this game?
0: I think in all likelihood, it's going to be Jaron Hall now. I'm surprised that there wasn't like more of a push today towards Atlanta when Heineke got announced. I don't know if there was like the market expectation that he was going to play. And that was part of the early week betting. I was kind of waiting for that and being like, okay, let's see where this peaks and come back on Minnesota. I'm interested in the Vikings in some capacity, but not really at this number. Look ahead. Line in the game was Atlanta minus one. I make, Mike, my look ahead line in the game was Minnesota minus two. It's either I'm high on Minnesota or low on Atlanta, but I don't have these league teams in the same ballpark. So naturally like that downgrade that you get from cousins to whoever it might be, I'm still showing a little bit of value on the Vikings. The, the issue is that like Jaron Hall, I don't know. Like I, I don't love betting these types of uncertainties, but it just seems like this is a classic game where you have a good coaching staff in Minnesota, good offensive line, Against an Atlanta team that like is this team, even with Heineke, built to win by margin regularly? The Grady Jarrett injury that no one's talking about, like that's a very underrated low-key loss on their defensive line if Minnesota wants to get a little bit more conservative and run the ball. So at the end of the day, long way of saying I'm very interested in the Vikings. I probably will play the Vikings in some capacity, but I'm I like four and a half is just not the number to me where I'm just rushing to the window to bet it.
1: And the Falcons telling everybody that they're very nervous about this injury, right? Grady Jarrett done for the year, trading for a defensive tackle, Contavia Street, signing another defensive tackle. So I think they're a little concerned about this. So Rob doing well to bring that point up. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday, talking week nine in the NFL with pro sports better, Rob Bazzola. Rob on Twitter at Rob Bazzola. Uh, Rob, let's talk this Raven Seahawks game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh... I think Ken and I have both said over the course of the week, we said it last hour on the show, maybe Seattle if it gets to six. Now, at BetMGM, the number is still five and a half, but I think Ken had mentioned that at some other sports books, maybe we were starting to move maybe towards six with the Ravens, maybe some money coming in on the over. At MGM, it's five and a half and 43, the number with Baltimore as a favorite in the game. What are you doing, if anything, with Ravens and Seahawks?
0: So I'm in the exact same boat as you guys. It's like Seattle if six. Now, This is a horrible matchup for Seattle. This is honestly very similar to the handicap of Detroit and Baltimore a couple weeks ago where I I was on with you guys. I loved Baltimore in that. It's just a stylistic mismatch, but that number was three in that game. This number is going to possibly be approaching six, and the reason I say it's a bad matchup is Seattle plays a ton of zone, the highest zone rate team in the entire league. Lamar Jackson has been killing zone this year. He's struggling against man defenses. On top of that, you look at Geno Smith. I mean, the Ravens don't play the same level of man coverage and cover one as Gino saw last week against Cleveland. Remember last week after they got out of the scripted drives, the Seahawks couldn't move the ball the rest of the game. And that's been the issue with Geno playing man defenses. The Ravens will mix in a lot of man their top 10 man coverage rate. So I don't love the matchup for Seattle. But at some point, we have to draw a line in the sand and say, OK, we've gone a little bit too far. In the span of, th- of three weeks now, we're getting Ravens minus three at home to potentially a minus six at home to Seattle. Detroit and Seattle in the same ballpark for me. Detroit's slightly better. I don't want to say that they're not. But uh, I'm in the exact same boat as you guys. Seahawks sixes start to pop, and it's going to be uh, in consideration for me
2: right we had some news in the first hour of the show maybe that wasn't that surprising people who watched the bills game last week saw josh allen a thursday against tampa saw josh allen like kind of go to the medical tent very briefly and, like his shoulder hurt come come back out and play in the game and played pretty well but buffalo ended up winning and and like somehow not covering at the end of that game and so we, we get to this week it's like all right like well what's going on with the bills josh allen doesn't practice today now it, it's wednesday like this doesn't have to be indicative of anything the Bengals were already favored by about two two and a half in the game and that's basically where we are right now like not a ton of movement on the board yet now obviously if Allen continues to not practice then this this board's going to light up a little bit and and the Bengals are going to get better a little bit but for right now we can kind of assume Allen's probably going to play but maybe not a hundred percent Bengals a short favorite off the win over San Francisco last week uh what do we like here with the Bengals hosting the Bills
0: so the Bengals in some capacity but with the injury report today and the fact that there wasn't a move back towards Cincinnati with Josh Allen being you know on the injury report like you mentioned Ken. I don't know about timing. I have a sneaking suspicion Buffalo is going to draw a ton of money in this game because typically, and this is not foolproof, but when you get these games where the line the next week is so far off the look ahead from the week prior, typically speaking, what tends to happen is that line goes back towards what the look ahead was. I remember a similar game between the Bills and the Steelers a few years ago where this happened as well, and then the Bills ended up smoking the Steelers in that game. This Famous last words. Throw your priors out the window on Cincinnati.
2: Like that just was you last it. week. We're, that was that was like, your big thing last week. You were right. We're,
0: yeah. Like what, what? It doesn't matter. They're they're calling designed running plays for Joe Burrow now. The guy's a hundred percent. They and like I don't like to to typically buy high on a team, but I don't even know that the Bengals have reached the highest point yet. Like. They're better than Buffalo, as constructed right now. Buffalo has so many defensive injuries. On top of that, look at what the Bengals did to the Bills last year. Obviously not two full games because of the DeMar Hamlin situation, but they moved the ball up and down the field on the Bills' defense. They had no answer for it in any of those games while that was going on. So I'm very interested in the Bengals here. This is not the buy point for me. I still think there's... I still think Buffalo money is coming in this game and it'll be like a sharp versus squares type of game in my opinion, but give me the Bengals. I, I think that uh, they're, the, they're the valuable bet. 10 seconds here, Monday Night Football, Chargers, Jets. Under, I, I mean, too many points. Forget about the primetime under stuff, but the Jets are going to have tr- trouble moving the ball. The Chargers are like this dink and dunk offense now, not conducive to overs, obviously. So under 41, I'll bet down to 40 already. Keep going.
1: Uh, Giants or Raiders, who wins on Sunday? Five seconds.
0: Uh, Raiders. Raiders Raiders. win. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, get the hell out of (laughs) here.
1: Uh, By the way, Antonio (laughs) Pierce just confirmed that Aaron O'Connell is the QB for the rest of the season. Rob is on Twitter at Rob Pizzola, His sports betting podcast is Circles Off, and his sports betting content company is The Hammer. Follow them on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. Rob, wishing you best of luck with your bets this weekend. Coming up next, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joins Nick and Ken talking week nine in the NFL.